0: Welcome to Point Streak, a podcast where we talk everything gaming and the issues that concern gamers. We're all members and contributors over at Enthusiax.com, and thank you once again for joining us. You can follow us on Twitter, at Enthusiax, or check out our YouTube channel, Enthusiasts, where all our video content and Let's Plays reside. I'm your usual host, Jeff, or Baron Fang, and today I am joined by Goose. How are you? I'm doing well. And by Jen. How are you? Hello. Good, thanks. So what has everyone been playing lately? Uh, We'll start with you, Goose. What what have you been up to?
1: I actually recently have been jumped back into uh, Borderlands 2, actually.
0: Oh, wow. Um, And how about you, Jen? What's been uh, your gaming fix as of late?
2: It's been pretty evenly split between the long dark story mode and back into Warframe. Mm
0: -hmm, mm mm-hmm. And for myself, yeah, I've been diving back into Warframe heavily, uh, but also um, playing some adventure games. And the last one that I spent some time with was uh, an old LucasArts game from the 90s called The Dig, um, based on a Steven Spielberg story idea. And it feels like (laughs) like it's a Steven Spielberg idea. Um, Interesting game, but uh, contains a lot of the same, uh, shall we say, contrivances and idiosyncrasies that games of that era um, contain a lot of uh, a lot of artwork based on matte paintings where a lot of colors are the same and very difficult to tell what you can interact with and what you can't Uh, you end up searching for that magic pixel where you actually need to do your clicking rather than enjoying the game a lot of the time, but Jeez. <laughs> inter- an interesting game oh, yeah. nonetheless, and fully voice-acted, too. Um, actually, the the star of the game is uh, Robert Patrick of Terminator 2 and X-Files fame, so that was unusual. I, I'm not used to games having had, re- you know, relative celebrities doing voice-acting in them that far back, but I, I guess there were a few odd cases. Well, let's get to our topic at hand. Uh, when... When I covered uh, strategy games uh, some time ago uh, with, uh, I think it was Gilly and uh, G-Man that I covered that topic with, uh, the subject of XCOM came up, as you would expect. Um, But I felt that uh, that was a franchise that deserved um, a little extra attention, even though, and I'm just going to say it up front, we're not going to spend a lot of time talking about the oddities. <laughs> We're going to be spending our time talking <laughs> about the ac- the actual proper XCOM games, you know, your turn based combat uh, that that XCOM is mostly known for. Um, looking through a couple of articles online, I had forgotten how many iterations there actually are uh, of XCOM in, in the franchise, and I use that term loosely. Um, even dating back to the MicroProse days where it started, you know, you've you start with your classic XCOM Enemy Unknown or UFO defense or different names in different regions terror terror from the deep which was essentially just a reskin and a slightly bumped difficulty level apocalypse a few years later in 97 which was an ambitious game but still largely the same formula then you get into some weird stuff and i don't know whether you two have heard of any of this stuff but xcom actually had a flight sim game called interceptor it had two oh. cancelled games in the early 2000's that never got off the ground. At one point there was going to be an FPS called Alliance that was yes. actually going to be a, a first person shooter and you know, it was capitalizing on that sort of FPS craze at the time. And then there was a long gap to 2012's XCOM Enemy Unknown which I think it's fair to say it's probably all our personal favorites <laughs> in the franchise. A game that I had forgotten existed until uh, a mutual friend of ours, Chris, mentioned it just yesterday. In fact, Bureau XCOM Declassified. Am I right that no one else here has played that? Um, Mm-mm. I have. Oh, you have. So, uh, well, let's let's just mention it briefly. A cover cover-based third-person shooter. Is that more or less the game?
1: Pretty much, yeah. You can you can play it as a cover based um, third person, or you can play it in um, the old style. But they made it ridiculously clunky if you do that. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and I and if I remember correctly, they actually went sort of old school with the sensibility and, and set it back in the like late forties fifties type of aesthetic, like almost like it was right, a prequel, yeah. right? To Pro- XCOM, Pro- right? And, and I actually thought that was really interesting when I heard about it. It's just once I actually saw what kind of a game it was, I. Stopped being interested pretty quickly. <laughs> yeah, I feel uh, like it
1: was a good story, but like you said, once you actually see the gameplay of it, you're just like, yeah, nah.
0: Am, am I the only one that finds it really odd that 2K was behind both of those? Like, were they? Is that just an example of a company hedging their their bets? <laughs>
1: like... From what I can understand, I've done a bit of research. From what I can understand, the Bureau is actually what became of the first person shooter idea. Ah, they I went see. back. To, they went back to the drawing board and came up with the Bureau. Oh,
0: okay. Well, um, thank goodness for Firaxis, because, you know, Microprose is, is long gone, um, having long since been absorbed into other companies. And, uh, you know, now Firaxis um, runs the, the game. And, you know, early things I was hearing about XCOM Enemy Unknown, which came out in 2012, uh, they, they certainly seem to be fans of the original franchise. I, I should also ask, have either of you played the original 1994 uh, Enemy Unknown that, that, that is sort of the progenitor for the franchise? No.
1: I have, but admittedly, it's been a while.
0: Yeah, it's it's been a while for me too. It's this is d- dating back to 1994,
1: Jen.
0: Just for your, well, <laughs> your <information>. that's why. <laughs> yeah, so you know, way, very old DOS PC game, like pre Windows. Wow. Uh, excellent game though, and basically, the 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 DNA of the game, the the, the game that we love from 2012, is is more or less uh, been maintained. You know, it's a, it's a turn based, uh, tactical shooter. Uh, sorry, not shooter, turn-based uh, combat game that has a lot of high strategy elements when you consider that you have to manage defending the whole planet in, ad- in addition to just surviving the missions, So you've got base building, you've got research, you- you've got the missions, you've got some difficult decisions that you sometimes get where... You can't necessarily respond to everything. One of the things I really liked about XCOM, uh, the 2012 version, is that it would, it would as, as you'll both remember, it would literally give you a choice of missions knowing, and it was built into the game that you could only respond to one of them, particularly when we were talking about uh, terror missions. And, you know, you really had to think about, okay, I have good relations with this country, I have bad relations with this country, which one do I want to... Which one do I want to ignore? Which one do I want to spend my my, my time on? Um, for someone who's never played XCOM before, Goose, how would how would you describe it beyond the you know the the, the obvious turn based combat uh, sort sort of sci fi setting uh, that we've established to date?
1: If I were describing it to a new person, I would tell them that it takes elements of old school strategy games, games like, for example civilization comes mm-hmm. to mind, but puts it on, instead of being a country base, puts it down to a personal level. Right. Where instead of, instead of worrying about what your country does, you're worrying about what your soldier does. Mm-hmm. And it, it, handles sci-fi in a way that a lot of games really haven't done, and that is, for at least the first, say, I'd say, third to half of the game, is is very grounded in like, Earth technology, what would we do if we were invaded? Now, yeah. later on, you get the alien tech and that diddly diddly d. but, leading up to that it really does feel like what it would be like were aliens to actually attack the earth where a lot of games that have that same quote-unquote mentality don't really seem to have that same execution
0: yeah you're right it is it is uh it is sort of a believable take on how humanity would respond with present day whatever that means technology yeah uh, making do with you know the elite soldiers but technology that's really not far removed from what what actual soldiers would have as of right now Um, and of course (laughs) you eventually do hit a wall (laughs) where if you've not upgraded your weapons you're gonna you're gonna run into enemies that are just (laughs) uh, you're not gonna be able to handle (laughs) Um, well Jen you know you you had XCOM described to you by a number of friends and I don't know what I don't know whether you grudgingly sort of tried it or just gave, <laughs> gave it a shot because you you trusted the opinions of a number of people close to you. But what was your early take on it? Did did you did you, were you an instant convert? Like, what was your history with turn based prior to this too? Was it was this sort of your first foray? <laughs> uh,
2: it was my second, hmm. and my first was um, the Lord of the Rings: The Third Age on PS2. Oh wow. Yeah, which I actually really liked. Like, now I'm sure if I went back to it, I would just find nothing but flaws and irritation. And I remember things bothering me at the time, but mm. it was Lord of the Rings, so I was down.
1: Yeah. And, We've gotten jaded in our old age. You yeah. Know?
2: <laughs> but I, I did like that a lot. Um, So, yeah, this was, like, my second one. And honestly, whenever I heard a game was turn-based, had turn-based combat, I always thought, This is going to be boring. I don't know why I was so judgmental against that when I'm such a gamer and I've tried such a variety of games. But for some reason, turn-based always made me go yawn. Like, I I don't want to bother. And then it was last year during the Steam summer sale. I I mean, I was going crazy. I was buying everything, like, left and right. Mm. And I remember seeing it and it was on sale and it was so cheap that I asked you, Jeff, again about it. And I don't even know if you ever even remember, but we had a little conversation about it. And the more you started telling me that you had, um, like you have a base and you get to upgrade and you get to do all these things and you get, you know, your soldiers and customize them. Like then you start tapping into my love of character customization <laughs> and that really piqued my interest. Yeah. So I bought it and I just completely fell in love right away.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, some, something that I've heard that I've heard a lot of players uh, mention about XCOM that's either put them off or really attracted them to it, Goose, is the uh, is the difficulty level. Uh, do, do you find that this game, particularly the, the current version, has, has? I mean, I having played the original, it it was a game that was uh, punishing to say the least, and and I wouldn't say unfair. Now and then there were some things in it that that were kind of cruel, but. It, it rewarded caution, it, it rewarded careful planning, uh, Hail Mary passes
1: <laughs>
0: were not the order of the day, at least if you, if you wanted to be successful. Um, I like how twenty the 2012 version and, and the DLC for it, etc., have sort of kept that without making it... Completely inaccessible. Do you you consider it to be? And and as someone who may have played it on different difficulty levels, that Iron Man in particular, I know, has a reputation. Do you you think they've got the uh, the difficulty level right?
1: Oh yeah, I think going back to what I was saying earlier, it really adds to that realism. Mm -hmm. If aliens with this level of technology attacked you, you're not going to steamroll them. So it makes sense for it to be as hard as it is i feel like that they kept it a good balance they didn't make it so hard that it's physically impossible but they didn't make it where it was too easy either and like you said with the added difficulty you can make now you can make it where it's damn near impossible yeah but they don't necessarily force it on you and i like the fact that there isn't a so easy you're not even trying mode like some games have because yeah like like i said it takes you it just takes the immersion factor out of it yeah
0: and Jen, uh, you, you've you've got some distance into campaigns. Do you feel like it ramp? That's another thing I I really like about it is how it it ramps up the difficulty. Oh yeah. <laughs> sort of. You you have to just stay ahead of it, right?
2: Yeah, definitely. You have to be very smart about like where you upgrade, what you focus on. And you can't get too comfortable. Like, as the campaign was going along, I started to get a little too cozy. Yeah. (laughs) Like, oh, I have these big tough guys that, you know, can handle it. I'm good. And you get a little reckless with your moves and suddenly, like, they just get knocked out. So you definitely have to keep up as it ramps up. And that's part of the reason why I actually haven't finished it quite yet. But I think I am close to the end. Yeah. But again, about the difficulty, I I think it's perfect because I started off on like normal difficulty and I struggled. And one of the reasons is because I didn't have enough satellites, so I was just set up for failure. Mm. Um, But I restarted on the easiest one. And even though, yes, it's the easy difficulty, like Goose said, it wasn't so easy that I was bored. I still felt challenged. And I think that that was a really good introduction for someone who was so new to these types of games. Yeah, um, yeah, I think it's great.
0: Yeah, um, you mentioned Jen the uh, <laughs> the ability to customize is is considerable, <laughs> and it's it's not simply a cosmetic thing. It's it's getting the mix right within a squad. Um, yeah, whether it's an assault trooper who is who's who's got weaponry that's suited for that close range combat heavily armored soldiers versus ones with lighter armor who are a bit more mobile or able to even fly in the later stages of the game or or, or have that additional mobility, the mix of sniper weapons versus, you know, more rapid fire weapons. It's, I mean, Goose, you, did you ever get to the point in the game where you had sort of the, the perfect setup or, or is this a game that really rewards Flexibility, depending on the, the you know the mission requirements, did you find did you find yourself sort of um, adapting to the requirements of of the given mission, whether it was a terror mission or a, just a standard ship mission?
1: Yeah, definitely, definitely do have to be a very adaptable. This isn't a game where, like, for example, you can, you won't have quote-unquote the squad. Mm. You'll always need to make sure that you have enough people for whatever you might need at the time. You may need more heavies or more snipers or things like that. Which definitely adds to, if you fail a mission, you think to yourself, okay, it wasn't that necessarily I didn't put the people in the right spot. It's maybe I didn't have the right formation, the right people. It makes you want to strategize more the next go-around. Yeah. yeah,
0: And, uh, and Jen, uh, one of the things that every new XCOM player has to experience for themselves, and it's 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 really something that you can't quite understand <laughs> until you've seen it happen <laughs> in brutal slow motion, is to see one of your favorites get gunned down. Uh, mm-hmm. Whether it happened by your own hand or your your own mistakes, or it happened because of some hundred to one shot, and in a game with this much you know sort of random cruelty built in, it happens. Uh, it's uh, it's a different experience than in other games isn't it I mean we've all lost yeah. we, we've all lost soldiers <laughs> in games or had a man <laughs> down so to speak but Xcom it's a, it's a bit of a different experience on Xcom isn't
2: it? It definitely is and I was really really surprised because you don't you know they they barely say anything they don't have <laughs> these like bios they don't have these like solid backgrounds it's just like here's their name, here's where they're from. You know, male or female, this is what they look like, here you go. But there's something about it that you just, you you start to care about them so much so quickly, especially once they rank up a little bit. They get assigned to, like, whatever, you know, class they are. Mm. And they get their nickname, and then you start caring about them even more. And I remember the one that, she was just, like, my favorite one that I always, always wanted there. I had a female that ended up becoming, like, a medic. Mm. And so I gave her that um, that perk to have, like, three med kits on. And she was always, like, all in white. And, she like, I just loved her. And she was so solid that I just – I felt like I never even needed to worry. She never really got shot at. And I got a little too comfortable and sent her a little too far ahead. <laughs> and she got – Oh, and this is the great thing too is as she was ranking up, I had decided in advance. Okay, she's going to be my medic. I'm going to give her extra med kits. She ranks up. Her nickname. Not even kidding. I didn't do this. The game name, nicknamed her Doc.
0: Yeah, I love that. When and that I happens. was like,
2: and then I just like fell in love with her even more. Yeah. But yeah, watching her get gunned down was. I was like, this is not happening. I'm going to reload. And I can understand. I'm sure some people are against that,
0: hmm.
2: like allowing yourself to just reload if something heartbreaking happens, but. I will for the ones that are my favorites because you get so attached to them yeah. that it's just oh,
0: so sad. As someone who played the original series where there was even less customization, I, I can say that, that that property held even back then. It's it's even yeah. more so now, but you know, the soldiers were relatively faceless back then. I mean, I don't, I don't even know that they – they had that many different faces etc. Goose, I I seem to recall that there was only like a handful of model types in the game and the soldiers visually didn't really look very different to one another whereas in this game you can you can sort of tell them at a glance and their their flag patches and all that stuff but yeah it is amazing how that happens it it, it, and it's even more the case now because in the old XCOM game you could take squads of 10 or 12 and now you're limited to six right so (laughs) Um, I even, I don't know about YouTube, but I even found that with the robotic enemies that I would, uh, sorry, robotic, uh, the, the, the robotic, uh, soldiers that you could bring with you or the, the actual robots that you could bring with you. I, I actually found getting myself getting attached to them too, despite the fact that you would think they'd be a bit more disposable, but <laughs> yeah, yeah.
1: yeah uh, I, think, I think what it is, is it's because, like you were saying, it's because you've technically built these guys. You've you've named them. You've put them in your squad. You've seen them throughout their training. You've actually become like almost attached to them in a way. Take a game that uses a similar idea, for example, the Fire Emblem franchise for Nintendo. It has a similar gameplay, but you don't get attached to them because they're already pre-built. Yeah. They already have, yeah, you know who they are, their bio and all this. You haven't done anything to attach yourself to them, whereas with XCOM... Like you were saying, even the little robots you bring around with you, those are your robots. You feel attached to them. Yeah. One of the things that the
0: first XCOM game did that I, I can't say too many other ones since then have done as well, this one does make reference to it, was sort of play with the alien UFO tropes that are there in in popular culture. You know, particularly with the different enemy types, you know, you've got your your classic greys are your default enemy, which I find is, re- is really interesting. In the first XCOM game, and I don't know whether that was as much the case with this one, you could literally uh, find harvester alien crafts and you'd go on them, and of course they'd be dissecting cattle and all that stuff <laughs> that you hear about. <laughs> they'd be landing in fields and of crops, <laughs> you know, randomly out in the middle of nowhere. Um, it, it really did have a very sort of terrifying theme to theme to it, you know. The uh, a, a lot of the stuff that you you hear about in UFO abdu- abduction stories was sort of played up. I, I feel like the the latest games haven't done quite as much of that, but but they I the one thing I do like is is they managed to keep the enemy variety. Um, I, I really like how over the course of the game, you, you're not you're getting a variety in enemy type that there's a lot of different games out there just can't offer, you know, uh, you, you, you go from enemies that are robotic to, that are mostly humanoid to psychic enemies that are just like really difficult to fight to a couple of robotic enemies later in the game that are, that are so dangerous. You're, you're literally just shitting yourself when you see them appear because you know, you know, you, you can't afford to, to leave cover. Uh, you know, it's it's not just the difficulty level; it's the fact that you have to adapt to to new enemies that can kill you in brand new ways that uh, earlier in the game you didn't have to deal with. Um, was there is there a favorite thing about the combat that you have, Goose? I, I know that turn based isn't for, is for isn't for everyone, but is there something that this game does well as far as the ter- turn based combat that you can really point to as uh as as being a highlight?
1: What I've always loved when it comes to XCOM's gameplay, in particular, is the um... The way you can have, for example, you have a certain range you can move. Mm. But then you can extend that range however there's a bigger risk. For example, you can go to the short just distance and still have a move action, for lack of a better word. Yeah. Or or you can decide to just go balls out offense and charge forward. And it's something that a lot of turn based strategy games don't really have. Yeah. And it really and it allows you to vary like you can have like your heavy is moving in further but has less of a movement option to begin with so he's running to keep up with for example the scout yeah and it makes you it makes you second guess when you have things move in when you have things move out because it's not a static this is how many squares everybody moves system which a lot of these strategy games tend to use yeah
0: you know what i find it reminds me of a lot is tabletop war gaming
1: it, it, that's it re- exactly what i was thinking yeah because that would remind you of it, re- it really
0: does uh you know as somebody who's played warhammer 40k etc etc cetera, et cetera, it, it does sort of manage that risk reward thing quite well you know and, and for a game that now there are certainly XCOM missions where there are time limits but you know time is not often your your enemy in these games you, you can you can stand to be patient but at the same time, <laughs> you, you do you do need to usually at least wipe out the enemy, and sometimes fulfill secondary objectives like capturing enemies. And I don't know about you two, but those are usually the tensest missions for me when you're trying to
1: yeah. to
0: bring back a, a particular enemy type alive. Yeah, when alive. you're trying to him or something, you're just yeah. like,
1: ooh. ooh. <laughs> yeah. uh,
0: have either of you? Dabbled much with the Enemy Within expansion for uh, XCOM 2012. I, I found it uh, add a lot of really great stuff, but have, have either of you really had a chance to to sink your teeth into that?
2: I haven't yet, but it, part of that is because I heard that it's 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 more difficult in certain ways, hmm. and that it's probably better to just start with the original version.
0: I agree. Yeah, the complexity um, that it adds is as fun, as it, it it can be is it's a little more juggling than a than a earlier than it, i i would never recommend someone starting with within <laughs>
1: It'd be doesn't a bit it much. also oh, add... oh no i'd never recommend them start with within but i would say to once you're good once you get like a good feel for the original i would definitely say jump into it because like Jess said, yeah. it does add a lot yeah story too. Uh, a lot, well. more, lot more story and a lot more complexity
0: to
2: oh things. yeah i didn't know that sweet
0: yeah, some actual not- s- story missions, you could say. Uh, in addition yeah. to... And probably the, the thing that, that, that was the most... Well, the, the, the thing that made me smile more than anything else is the fact that they in- included a, a a base attack mission. In the original XCOM game, um, you actually, at some point, the aliens try to assault your main base, and they built that into Enemy Within as well. And it just happens at a sort of a, a semi-random stage about two-thirds into the game. And it, it's tense stuff. But it's a nice little addition.
2: You mentioned timed missions. Mm-hmm. Doesn't Enemy Within have more of those as well?
0: It does. It does. And so that there's, is a... there, there's
2: that more pressure.
0: There is, yeah. It Basically, <laughs> yeah. you're either trying to get resources that will disappear after a certain amount of time, or there's a couple missions where there are explosives that you have to deactivate. And that is a nice little segue to XCOM 2, which, I mean, correct me if I'm mm-hmm. wrong, have any of us tried XCOM 2? No.
1: Yeah, I, Goose, I, have, like, I have I I have, have tried it, but I don't actually own it myself. Yeah,
0: so, I mean, I XCOM 2 is available, and it has been for a while now. It came out last year on PC and consoles. And, well, look, for Jen and I, I think the easy answer is to, the, the, why we haven't tried it is because neither of us can run it <laughs> on our PCs. <laughs> That's
1: uh, not we, right. we could, in yeah. fairness,
0: buy it for, for PS4, but I don't know, to me... XCOM's always been a computer, a, a PC game for me, and I think that's where I'm going going to stick with it, although I know plenty of people who've been perfectly happy to play it on console, and, and it is, you know, being turn-based. Controller's a controller, right? It's not like there's Twitch gameplay going on here. You're moving a <laughs> cursor. Uh, but yeah, I just found the fact that you couldn't run it on, on even sort of mid-level PCs to be a little bit... I mean, to me, when I hear turn-based and then I hear Graphic Hog won't run on regular PCs, that sort of sets off alarm bells. So I've steered yeah, clear. Yeah, it does
1: seem a little weird, yeah.
0: Yeah, I've steered clear, and I'm steering clear until I upgrade my computer further. Um, the, the I don't know. What what have, we, what have you heard to her about XCOM up to apart from that? The number one thing that I'm hearing is the preponderance of timed missions. And to me, yeah. that is a big problem. I mean, what, what did you hear when you heard about that, Goose? Is, is, it, is that something that just sort of subverts the or adds a level of challenge that's a, just feels alien for lack of a better word to, to to a game like this
1: in my opinion adding the the timed elements of xcom 2 it doesn't necessarily add anything it more it more just makes you feel like you're hurrying up for the sake of the timer it doesn't like add tension it just adds frustration yeah
0: I I do think that the, and I I don't know if you're both aware of this, Jen, Jen, you might not be, that the the core hook story-wise in XCOM 2 is that the aliens won in the first game, and you're playing, XCOM is no longer like a government-mandated super ops-type agency. It's it's now literally a resistance group that is like helping humanity rebel against alien overlords. I think that's a really interesting concept, but I think a lot of the execution isn't quite as there. When I look at like the aggregate ratings... Um, most of the the bad reviews I see or the poor comments that I see are due to performance um, but yeah it, it is reasonably consistent that a lot of people have a problem with the the, the number of time missions particularly I would think the classic uh, um, you know hardcore Xcom fans um, I'm hoping that if and when they do do a three and I, I would think the sales seem pretty strong even for two that they go back oh, yeah. to to more of the traditional gameplay um i i think i'm not i'm not averse to them doing something different with three but i I just hope that they sort of take heed of the fact that the time missions are not the be all end all Uh, i'd like to see new enemies i'd like to see i mean someone said to me the other day they'd like to see xcom 3 deal with taking the fight to the enemy homeworld. i think that would be amazing
1: yeah, that yeah. would be great. As
0: someone who played the original XCOM where you actually go to Mars, to the Cydona uh, part of Mars, and then, like, enter the alien base in the in the, in the the final mission, I think that yeah, would that be Yeah, that was brilliant. awesome. But also consider an almost Alpha Centauri-type game where you're literally landing on the enemy planet, establishing a beachhead, you know, and then, you know, playing the XCOM game, but you're doing it on their turf. I think that would be a brilliant idea. Um, yeah.
1: It Obviously. would almost turn it on its head. Like now, you're the invader. Yeah, That'd and, and of then of the terror ter-
0: the terror missions get turned on their head too. You know, like it's it almost writes itself when you when you think about it.
1: But oh, then yeah, again, definitely.
0: how how do you deal with the technology challenge and the research? You know, does XCOM couldn't still you set work? up
2: a base hmm? somewhere like on that pl- whatever planet you're on? Couldn't you start? Couldn't it actually be you building a base there?
0: Sure. Yeah. Absolutely. I'm just wondering more about like XCOM has always been about you like. Researching new alien tech. If you have the tech to get to the alien planet, what becomes the (laughs) the frontier of (laughs) of tech that you're going for? Then yeah, that's a good (laughs) question. Yeah, so uh, look, it it could be interesting. Uh, You know, I I even think about in the back of my mind. I think, well, they could even go a Half Life route where there is more than one faction of aliens. Mm -hmm. You know, and it turns out that's what I was just going to say. I've been dropped in it. Who are the bad guys now? You know. Uh, but yeah, I'd, I'd really love to see them do it And the sales numbers are theirs um, wh- While we're on the subject of uh, of things that we'd like to see them do Story-wise or potential-wise in the future As far as mechanics uh, I'll start with you, Jen what, what would you like to see them try mechanics or gameplay-wise That they haven't done? Uh, and look, if it's something that you haven't seen yet in XCOM 2 Mention it, but uh, <laughs> I'm more thinking something further um... afield Something that you didn't encounter, something you would like to see added to the first game, and it can be customization stuff. I know that you like customization.
2: (laughs) One thing I've heard you guys mention, and this is probably on the tip of your tongues too, is that from the previous XCOM games that you guys have both played, where if one of your squad mates dies, you can send someone over and actually pick something that they had up.
0: That'd be one of my number one things: is to be able to like pick up fallen stuff off the ground
2: yeah
0: um, goose, I don't know whether this was something that you encountered in the previous game that you missed, but I really used to like indirect fire you know in in this in this version of Xcom, the only way that you can fire indirect is if you're using a uh, a blast launcher type weapon where you just point to a spot in the map and the projectile travels there. In the original Xcom, you could literally fire into bushes, walls, etc, etc, and just like gun down anything. Like, if an enemy was behind a wall and you wanted to either clear clear a path or potentially hit them in the process of, like, machine gunning a wall, you could do it. This game only allows you to shoot at targets, per se. I'd love to see indirect fireback, wouldn't you?
1: Oh, yeah, definitely.
0: I'd also... I don't know about... I don't know if this is getting a bit out of line for a game that is turn-based, but what about more vehicles? I know know the landers are a big part of the game, etc., etc., and I know that we've got these, like, mini tanks and stuff, but I, I sort of like to see vehicles, so, some sort of, like, obviously we've had walkers. Now, the problem is is you have to turn yourself into a freaking cyborg to be in the walker for some reason. <laughs> I, I, would, I would more like a traditional sort of mech suit where you get into it Ripley-style, you know? And actually, that's pretty much exactly what I was thinking is is something like, you know, Aliens 2, or Aliens, rather. Um, how about weaponry? Any weaponry that you, that we haven't had in the game that you guys would like to see? To date, like just a weapon type that hasn't been uh, mm. hasn't been encountered yet, and don't say lightsabers. <laughs> <laughs>
1: that was he my t- answer. <laughs> he, he took the words right out of my mouth. I there. mean, there were
0: there were stun sticks in the first game, like literally stun batons, and they sort of did a stun type. What was the stun weapon that they had in 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 twenty twelve Was it like a little zapper of some sort? It wasn't very. Visceral. I'd like to see something a bit more like whack them over the head. Uh, more. Actually, I, I know there was a bit more hand to hand in XCOM too, but I think I'd like to see that refined a little bit. Um, mm-hmm. Some heavier, some variety in the heavy weapons. Maybe a flamethrower. Would that be too much? Oh,
2: that
1: would be <laughs> yeah, fun. Yeah. Um, that's what I was gonna say. Yeah, a little more variety on the heavy weapons as opposed to just a essentially a rocket launcher. Like put a flamethrower or maybe a mini gun or just add a little bit more variety to the heavy class. In yeah. particular. The rest of them seem to have like alternate like you have the pistol and the rifle, etc. Yeah. With the heavy uh, yeah. it feels like you're you're just a do with the rocket launcher, basically.
0: Yeah. <laughs> 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 On the subject of future content, it would uh it would be unfair of me not to mention that the XCOM two DLC, the next big one that's coming out, the last two were fairly small called War of the Chosen, is actually coming out uh, near the end of August. Uh, The devs have been calling it almost a total conversion. I think that might be a little bit generous, but apparently there's going to be three different enemy um, leaders that are all going to be sort of competing to reconquer Earth. Yes. Called the Chosen, which sounds kind of interesting, and they each have uh, different styles. Um, The thing is, apparently, apparently there's going to be a lot more talking in mid-mission. I I don't know whether that's just the soldiers and the enemies. Uh, They're going to add radio broadcasts, which is really, really cool. They're going to have something called a bond mechanic where soldiers that become, like, really close friends can interact with one another and pull off some, like, really cool abilities, which I just think sounds awesome. (laughs) Uh, I don't don't know exactly how that's going to work, but apparently you're even going to see them, like, back at the base after the mission having a beer or training together and increasing their bond skills. That's Um, actually
1: something that is in earlier of the – going back to the franchise I was talking about earlier, the Fire Emblem franchise. Yeah,
0: yeah.
1: That has been in it for a long time. So I am interested definitely to see what XCOM does with it because there definitely could be – and it will give more attachment to your squad so you feel even worse when they die. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs)
0: I think a lot more. I, I think just more and more soldier customization in general is great. You know, not not just equipment, although that's always great. Like more skills, more varied skills, different ways well, for skill to skills to progress. Um, new psychic stuff too, and, and psionics would be really cool as well.
2: Forgive me, because it's been a little while, but is there a way to gear like when you first start off with a new recruit? Is there a way to kind of gear what they become?
0: Like I understand assault, it, Goose, I, I could be wrong about this but goose I, I think it tends to it it tends to the, the first couple of really successful things that a soldier does tends to steer him in a certain direction it, it, for instance if a soldier pulls off a really difficult long shot when they're a rookie it tends to steer them towards being a sniper and okay. if they manage to kill an enemy up close like under pressure that tends to steer them towards being a, an assault Um I would like a way yeah. to
2: be able to train them or to kind of assign them a little bit in a more straightforward way. Mm.
0: Yeah, sometimes you recruit a new soldier and then you end up with a, a soldier type later that you didn't really have a gap for or, or that you didn't need more of. So Or I not get what getting what you need. Or, or even, even better. Even like a be...
1: retraining option would be yeah. something yes. that could come into play. Or like
0: in- increase, even pay to do it or something. Increase the recruitment options whereby your your default soldiers can have like some sort of start starting base specialization maybe for a little extra money or something like that. That would be Mm -hmm. interesting because every once in a while you'll, you know, be like, shit, I lost my last heavy or I only have one left. Like, how am I going to get more heavies? You know,
2: (laughs) I had Um, one sniper for ages in my last game.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, I know it. It is. I, I have to say personally, it was the it was the one that was the hardest to to come across just naturally in in
1: in gameplay uh, was was sniper. He was a boss. You just though. picture he the was so you, reliable. You just picture the boss at the base. Like, all right, Steve, this is your rifle. Learn to use it. <laughs> <laughs> Get yeah. good.
0: Yeah. It also, be interesting to see some new variations in the base building too. Although I think it's just gotten better and better as the series has gone on. And uh, the thought of doing that on an alien planet certainly sounds interesting anyway thanks guys uh, I did want to give uh, Xcom uh, its own its own topic for a point streak because I think it's a game that uh, I mean it's near and dear to my heart and it's one that uh, amongst the, our, our circle of friends has has had a you know a mixture of new converts and people who haven't played the game in a long time sort of rediscovering it um, and I don't think I don't think generally speaking we all play very many turn-based games these days so it's kind of nice to have an outlier in there um mm-hmm. and if it's going to be a turn-based game it might as well well be one of the best as i mentioned up the top uh you can follow us on twitter at Enthusias or check out our youtube channel Enthusiacs, where all our video content resides up in the top right hand corner of Enthusi- enthusiasts.com you can check out our forum and join in the discussions there our email address for this podcast is pointstreak at If you have any questions or feedback or suggestions for show ideas, we'd always appreciate those. Thanks again to my guests, Goose and Jennifer. Thank you for listening. Join us again on another episode of Point Streak. Thank you, guys. Thank you. Thank
1: you.